Welcome into the Jaguars Broadcast Week in Review Podcast, presented by TIAA Bank. J.P. Shadrick with you, and today is Friday, August 14th. And with the ramp-up period moving into Phase 2 of this really strange training camp, we have plenty to cover this week, including GM Dave Caldwell chatting with Unique Ngakwe, Avery Jones taking the lead in the D-line room, and offensive coordinator Jay Gruden getting the offense up to speed. Let's start with head coach Doug Marone's press availability from Monday, where he discussed the COVID-19 protocols so far and the challenges that lie ahead. I think if someone came out and watched practice, I don't, you know, you'll see, you know, mask and things of that nature. I think, you know, you'll pick up on that, but I don't think it really probably does the justice of, you know, all the protocols that are really going on inside, you know, the building and, I think right now, you know, everyone's everyone's done a good job. I think that, um, you know, everyone's, you know, protecting each other. Maybe that's not the right word, you know, or the responsibility that they have. And, you know, that's what we're working on. And we're preaching, uh, preaching to the players, you know, um, you know, patience and making sure that really that's the number one goal before we get to, you know, the football part where, you know, a lot of times this time of year, everyone's just, it's just football, football, football. But I think there's a lot going on and, you know, there's an awareness standpoint of not just what's going on in the building, but, you know, what's going on, you know, on the outside. We're, we're going to be getting back and, you know, you know, what's going on with the schools, you know. You know, how does that affect, you know, our, our, our home life? Uh, you know, kids start going to school. They start doing things. I, I mentioned it earlier before, you know, in the summer with the AAUs and things of that nature. So, you know, it takes a commitment, um, you know, to really put a stress on it. And I think, you know, when these things come up, you know, the first the first thing everyone's going to think someone was negligent in, in their actions or anything. But um, you don't have to be negligent to, 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 you know, get this virus. So, you know, that's still going on. But as far as everything else, uh, um, I like the way we're practicing. I like the way the league has set it up with the PA. Um, guys are getting in, in good shape. We've got had a lot of time out on the field. It's been hot. Yeah, so I think our acclimation, you know, may be better right now than it would be if we, you know, I I know it's better now than it would be if we would have came in and gotten to pads earlier. More from Marone coming up a little bit later. How are the players adjusting to the environment? Middle linebacker Joe Schobert is new in the building, of course, as a free agent signing this offseason and has had to do a little extra to figure out who is who. Yeah, it's just a different atmosphere. Um like no there was no off season the first time you get into the building is with all these new protocols and uh, a week or two ago and then i mean everybody's wearing a mask so it's hard to even tell who anybody is the first time you meet them so it's just it's different especially being a new guy coming into a new team um with new individuals and it's just a, a little bit of a a little adversity that everybody in the nfl has to be able to overcome and adapt to and like i said earlier i think the teams that uh are able to uh, accomplish that the best are going to be the ones that are you're going to see uh, starting the year off in the best shape there's probably there's less in-person meetings um a little bit more virtual but other than that um i think it's pretty similar in terms of them from the mental standpoint some players are trying out the oakley face shields on face masks this week but the early returns are heat related issues most everyone these days has a mask they wear to public places fifth year safety jared wilson is practicing with that under his helmet and has some personal reasoning behind it. Well, safety is the first and foremost thing just for everyone. With COVID, you know, it's kind of just a real tough and like real like sensitive situation, especially when, you know, we're all coming together, hadn't been around each other for quite some time. We get tested daily. So it's mainly just staying safe and like mask up at all times. 
I mean, I don't have to wear my mask right now, but I just know wearing it just promotes people to like make sure that they have theirs on at all times because it's just key. It's not really about you personally wearing the mask. It's about like helping others out around you. So mainly just staying safe, keeping our distance from one another when we like not clearly are on the field and just, you know, just being precautious, being cautious, washing our hands and just trying to stay as safe as possible because you don't want to take this home to a family member or something like that. You're wearing your mask on the field, though, right? You had one on the other day under your helmet. Uh, Yeah, I did. That just was by choice. It's not like you have to wear your um mask necessarily underneath your helmet. But I have. I'm trying to see if I can get used to it to possibly play with it. You know, trying to be uh, as safe as possible. It is kind of a little bit tough. So may not necessarily wear it underneath my helmet, but just was trying it out. Is there a reason why you're being extra cautious as compared to pretty much probably 99% of the league? Uh, No, nothing in particular. It's just, I just know the severity of COVID. I've seen, uh, seen it firsthand. My uh, fiance is a nurse at Mayo Clinic. So um, she tells me a kind of a lot of stories about COVID and then had a couple of family members um, recently that had came up with it down in uh, Columbus that I heard about. So, and just how, like how close to home, COVID has come to me is just kind of a lot. So just trying to stay safe as possible, man, and uh, definitely not trying to get infected by it. <laughs> Veteran nose tackle Avery Jones shares what he tells guys about following the rules to keep the team safe. Plain and simple. I mean, first of all, it's hot in Jacksonville. You shouldn't be outside regardless. Uh, two, I feel like, you know, you made the decision to come play football, so don't ruin it for yourself. Don't ruin it for your team. And then just letting guys know that this is really affecting people's families. I mean, when we come in this building, we're all brothers and stuff like that. But if you're not doing your thing outside the building and you bring something into us, you know, we're going to be pissed. There's going to be separation in the room and it's going to divide the team. And that's something we can't have. Speaking of Avery Jones, he is the most tenured Jaguars player. He joined the team as an undrafted free agent in 2013 out of the University of Georgia. And he now enters his eighth NFL season. There's been so much turnover in the defensive line room since he's joined the organization, but especially over the last couple of years. For defensive coordinator Todd Wash, it's up to Avery to take command and get a group of new faces on the right track. The first day that we had the vets in the building, uh, Abe's and I sat down. Obviously, eight years ago, I was coaching Abe's, so we have a, a very good relationship. Um, and I said, it's time. It's time for you to really take control. I know before you were a vocal guy in that room, but... You know, I think Calais was really the leader in that group. And now, you know, we're putting that on Josh, even though he's a young player, but him and Abe's really need to step up and lead that group. Abe's knows what I expect in that room. Um, I think this year you're going to see a little bit more hands on with that group uh, by myself and, and, and Rebs. And he knows how I want it to look. And he knows how I want those guys to practice what I expect in meeting rooms. And Abe's is going to help us get to that standard that we want, especially with all these new guys. If he plays at a high level, that leadership is is priceless. He can really bring, we got a lot of young guys, which we know, and obviously <laughs> even more new guys. So um, that leadership is going to be important for him to help us as a coaching staff and an organization set the tone for that room because that's where it starts. you know. And I told him day one, I'm tired of people turning around just handing the damn ball off. And, and getting four or five yards of crack. And it starts with the guys up front. That's the damn expectations for him. And uh, he's going to help us get that done and get to where we need to be and run defense. 
After hearing that, it's obvious that stopping the run is priority number one for this defense in 2020. When we return, General Manager Dave Caldwell discusses his interaction with Unique Ngakwe this week, plus Gardner Minshew in a position he hasn't been since high school. And left tackle Cam Robinson explains how different this August feels compared to last year. All that after this. Jags fans, fill your wallet with one debit card that screams Duval exclusively from TIAA Bank. The Jacksonville Jaguars Visa Debit Card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features so you can pay with pride wherever you go. And it's yours free when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Up your financial game today. Visit a financial center near you or find us at TIAABank.com slash JagsCard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSP, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back to the Jaguars Broadcast Week in Review podcast presented by TIAA Bank. Football is back, and you can be at the bank. The Jaguars are taking every precaution to keep you safe so we can be Duval this fall. For more information, call 633-2000 or visit jaguars.com and lock in your tickets today. General Manager Dave Caldwell met the media Tuesday for the first time since the NFL draft. And a big topic this week, the report that franchise-tagged defensive end Yannick Ngakwe had parted ways with yet another agent. The question for Caldwell, what does that do for Ngakwe's chances of signing the franchise tender and reporting to the team? I'm going to not speak for Jan out of respect for him. He, he's earned the right. He, he played his contract out. He played four years. And he's earned the right to do what's best for him and his family. And, um, you know, obviously, uh, he's a guy that we know what he brings to the table. Uh, his coaches love him. His teammates love him. We all, you know, we lo- love his energy. The fan base loves him. So, you know, ideally, we would love to have him here. but. Um, I'll let him speak uh, on his behalf of, of what's going on, and um, I, I know he's uh, making some calculated decisions. So, More conversation about Ngakwe's situation on Jags Drive Time Thursday morning with Ashlyn Sullivan, John Osher, and Brian Sexton digging deep into the Ozone Mailbag. Going all the way to New Jersey for this first one from Daniel, it made me laugh because we used to call someone else the same. Oh, man, he who shall not be named has recently changed agents. Do you think that's a positive sign on the chances he will return? Not going to the, uh, not going to lie, the idea of him returning is exciting to me. Yeah, you know, there's so many people that we're not naming that it's, I'm not even sure who he's talking about. So, <laughs> on a serious note, it's obviously Unique Ngakwe. You know, I don't really have a feel for how much this will help. Changing his representation, because we don't know why he's doing it. Is, is he frustrated he's not getting more money? Obviously, that's part of it. It, it, it. You know, I don't know what he's blaming. I don't know his mindset because we haven't talked to Unique. I guess my only thought is the dynamic has been so stale between the team and Unique, meaning nothing has happened, that any movement somewhere, any change in the equation can't be a bad sign for him possibly coming back. But I wouldn't necessarily be doing cartwheels. I'm a Jags fan saying, hey, this guarantees it, Brian. Well, no, I, we're just guessing. I mean, does he think that the agent that he had, Ari Nissim, didn't do a good enough job in terms of getting him a deal before this? Or maybe he should have accepted the last deal and Nissim should have told him that. We're just guessing. It's all theoretical at this point. Sure. The only thing I will say is that it would seem that he's trying to get something done. Because you look at Jadavian Clowney, who's still sitting out there. 
he probably doesn't want to come in and play on the franchise tag. He wants the guaranteed money. Yes, this would be Yannick Ngakwe's third NFL agent. And I thought it was interesting Dave Cobble mentioned in this press conference saying, Yannick Ngakwe isn't doing anything wrong. His deal is up. He's arguing for a new deal. No hard feelings. Obviously, we'd like to have him here. So stay tuned to see what happens next with that one. Archives of Jags Drive Time available on Jaguars.com or the official Jaguars podcast network. Quarterback Gardner Minshew visited with the media again this week and was asked about his mentality this year as the starting quarterback this whole offseason and now in training camp. For Gardner, it's been a while. Yeah, I actually haven't had a camp like this uh, going into it since, I guess, my senior year of high school. So it's it's it's, it's awesome, um, you know, kind of just being with the guys and trying to figure out how we – you know what we want to be as a team because we get to define that right now uh, there's a group of this group of guys on this team group of leaders uh, that have a very real opportunity to change culture here to develop a winning culture um, and I think it's already starting I think guys are very excited to get on the field uh, whether it's even just for practice right now so uh, I'm ex- just glad to be here super grateful for the opportunity and uh, hoping to make the most of it Remember, most of the college stops, he had to fight as a backup. And then even at Washington State, he was a late arrival as a graduate transfer. A good feeling now for Minshew. And his offensive coordinator, Jay Gruden, has noticed. So far, so good for Minshew in this new offense. Mainly, like I said, we're starting to install the meat and potatoes of our offense. And Gardner's been great, man. He's uh, had a good offseason. We had the virtual offseason, so we got a little jump start on it. Um, And then he carried over until when we came back and uh, started meeting here uh, recently. So. Uh, we got a long way to go. We got a lot of situational work to work. We got a lot of protections to tie down. We got the uh, formation of things, red zone. We got a lot of things still to add. I- I've been impressed with Gardner. He's a hard worker. He's willing to learn. Um, he knows he's got a long way to go. Uh, he's got a huge upside. We're excited to tap into that. With the lack of the off season and obviously needing training camp to get up to speed, will your approach in trying to get the install in changed uh where are you at with that and how confident are you that you know you can get these guys up to speed yeah i think we'll get it up to speed this the good thing about the start of training camp has been a phase two-ish type deal where we've had a lot of meetings we've had a lot of walkthroughs before we actually practice full speed so these uh last five or six days we have a few more days leading up to our first practice has been good and we still have a lot of time without the preseason games. What that gives us is more time to have walkthroughs and get the looks we need to see getting ready for Indianapolis, Houston, and the teams that we play, as opposed to getting ready for a team you're going to play in a preseason uh, that you'll never see again. So uh, I think we're going to have plenty of time to get what we need to get in, understand that we have a lot of young guys. We have guys in this offense for the first time, and uh, we just got to be patient. But we also have to demand a lot of these guys mentally. We can't just go out in five formations and run 12 plays. we got to challenge the defense. we got to challenge our guys and make sure we get uh, the necessary looks and uh, variety of offense that we need. We stay on offense, but move up to the offensive line. It's a big year for left tackle Cam Robinson. It's his fourth NFL season, so it's a contract year. But he's finally entering camp fully healthy after an ACL tear two games into the 2018 season. Asked this week how he feels this August compared to last, he said the difference gets no bigger. Health-wise, it's like night and day. Um, last year, I was just trying to get on the field. Um, even at this point, I don't even think I was cleared yet at this point last year. And when I did get cleared, I ended up having another injury. So um, to me, for me, it's like night and day, um, finally being able to be healthy. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. He also added that it took a while to get back to normal last season. The point last season where it kind of started to feel back normal was probably like the last 
probably like the last four weeks of the season. Um, that's when I feel like I kind of it was kind of getting back to normal. Um, everything other than that, it was just working to kind of get on the field, just kind of working to stay healthy, to just to stay on the field. So um, I think like kind of towards the, the last quarter of the season last year, the last four or five games maybe is when I kind of started to feel like myself again. On the Doug Marone Show on the Jaguars Radio Network Thursday night, Marone discussed Robinson's offseason approach and what he expects from his left tackle. How does he look to you so far? As you always say, I know they're in pajamas right now, but what can you tell us about Cam Robinson and his offseason to get to this point? Yeah, I think, you know, you know, it's always tough when a player, especially a young player, comes off a season, uh, then he's injured, and that whole offseason is really dedicated to you know, trying to get your strength back, trying to get um, your body back to a point where you can actually start getting on the field. And the thing that, as a young player, the, the one point of development that you miss is, you know, it's the technique part of it. So um, I think, you know, Cam got thrown in there. And, and when you do that, you're just at a point where you're just trying to survive. And that's not, not a good way to play this game. And you're not going to look very good when you're trying to do that. And at times, you know, Cam didn't. But I think that, you know, he was uh, on a – you know, he was on a mission. He, he did a hell of a job uh, this offseason, you know, lifting. Uh, he came in. He's, he's, he's big and athletic right now. I mean, he looks good. Um, there's a bounce to his step. He's, uh, you know, you can see a difference from that standpoint. But I think for me, the most important part, what I've seen these last two days, and you can't tell until the pads come on, is that from a technical standpoint, um, he's done a lot of work, and, and it shows. I mean, his footwork is – is uh, much improved than it was from a year ago, which is going to uh, should carry over into making him a better player. And, um, you know, we still got a lot of work to do. We still got a lot of days left. And, you know, it's going to be exciting to see how he develops over these next couple of weeks. The Doug Marone Show airs Thursdays at 5 o'clock on the Jaguars radio network with, of course, head coach Doug Marone, Jeff Lagerman, and yours truly. And archives are available on the official Jaguars podcast network and jaguars.com. Next week, plenty more media availabilities as we inch closer to padded practices, signaling the real start of training camp, real football right around the corner. Catch all the Jaguars news, video, and audio on the official team website, jaguars.com. Thanks for listening. I'm J.P. Shadrick, and we'll catch you next week on the Jaguars broadcast week in review podcast presented by TIAA Bank.